Lord, a clap, hand of praise. Come on, now let's, come on. Come on, we can do better than that. We're talking about the kings of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, that you give us another opportunity, Lord God, that we can worship as a congregation together. Hallelujah. And Lord, we thank you. We don't take that lightly, Lord God. We bless your name, Father God. Only because of your mercy, Lord God, and your grace is not by our works, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, that you sent Jesus, Lord God, hallelujah, to die for our sins, Lord God, that we may have this right, Father God, to praise you and worship you, Lord God, and freedom, Lord God. That liberty that you say, Lord God, is give us the freedom. And Lord, we thank you for that. And Lord, we be careful to give you all the praise, God, and all the glory, Lord. We ask you to bless our worship service, Lord. Bless our pastor, Lord God. Give him a word, Lord, and prepare our hearts to receive your word, Lord God. And Lord, we be careful to give you all the praise and all the glory, God. Lord, bless our worship today, God. Bless our kids today, Lord. Bless our praise team today, Lord God. Use them for your glory, God, that the name of Jesus may be glorified. And, Lord, we be comforted to give you all the praise and all the glory, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. With all of the blessed people, put your hands together like this.
Lord is my pillar, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my rock. Lord is my pillar, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge. He is my shield in the heart of my salvation. He is my shield in the heart of my salvation. He is my shield. worthy to be praised. I will call on the name of the Lord who is worthy to be praised. I will call on the name of the Lord who is worthy to be praised. I will call on the name of the Lord who is worthy to be
Praise the Lord. Let's call up on the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm Minister Destin Harris. This is, y'all know what time it is. It is tithes and offering time. Come on, you can do better than that. You can do better than that. I'm going to use this one scripture. I think it's in 2 Corinthians. I think it's 9. And it says that God will make all grace abound towards you. Y'all remember that one? He said he can make all grace abound towards us. That's in actually the people obedience to the word of God. That he can make all grace abound towards you. In whatever area that you have in your, li your life that you have lack of anything, even in ideas, when God gives you great ideas, that's the grace of God that he gives to you. So in your obedience to the word of God and your tithes and your offering, if you're looking for the hand of God or the grace of God to be upon your life, learn to obey God in his word. Especially in the area of tithes and offering. It works. God just waiting on you to obey. No matter how much we prophesy over you and share the word of God to you, it is up to us to obey the word of God. This word do works, and I know it's hard to see it and hard to understand it when you're in a tough place, when it's time to give that money, when you versus rent. It is hard. But that's what the Bible is talking about in Psalms. I think it's 126, verse 6, if I'm not mistaken. It says, he that's so in tears, you're reaping joy. It ain't supposed to be easy. That's why it's called faith. That's why we walk by faith and not by sight. Have you ever tried to walk in darkness when you can't see? It's hard, ain't it? Even when we're trying to do the things of God, when we cannot see it, we cannot understand it, but you must believe the Lord that his integrity of the Lord. It is impossible for God to fail. Just know that. It is impossible. Once you understand what that really means, that it's impossible for God to fail, how can I fail by obeying God in my tithes and my offering? I beg you, beg you in the name of Jesus that you obey God in this area. I promise you, you will see the hand of God move. Not only you, also your children's children. They will reap the benefit of you obeying the word of God. It just don't stop with you. You are affecting generations and generations and generations. But what happens if you don't obey? You will bring a curse upon generations and generations and generations. Let's affect our future of our children, our grandkids. Let's do that today. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for your word, Lord God. We give you thanks and praise, Lord God. And Lord God, we thank you that, God, you will give us a heart to give. Hallelujah. You give us all the opportunity, Lord, to sow seed. Lord, also in our building fund in 1925, Lord, that's an opportunity for us to give. Everybody can participate in that, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for opportunities to give. And Paul talks about that it was had a lack of opportunity, but no, God, we got opportunity now. As he gave the people of Philippi opportunity to give. So, Lord God, there is opportunity to give. And we thank you, Lord God. And we know it is for our benefit, Lord God, to obey your word, Lord God. And Lord, have mercy when we fall short of your word, Lord God. Even though you are loving God, we thank you for that. 
we be careful to give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. This time, you see the pastor hadn't come out yet. So what we're going to do is what we usually do. We want to get up and tell everybody, as the person next to you, good morning. And once again, we want to welcome our visitors online, our first time visitors in the, in the sanctuary. 
and ask you that at the end of the service, you stop by the guest station, and we have a special gift for you for choosing Zion Hill to be your place of worship. So let's everybody get up and just say good morning. We are sickness and disease free in Jesus' name. the Lord. Children, are you all going to sing more? Say yes. <laughs> Will you please help me welcome the best choir in the whole world. Amen.
the Lord. Please help me thank God for these young people one more time. What a blessing. And we are grateful to you, Brother Matt. Amen. Thank you so much. I don't know how you can stand in front of those young people and move like that. Because if I were your director, I'll sit down. <laughs> Praise the Lord. What a blessing. Uh, please don't forget on the 28th, we have a movie that will be shown in our movie theater. Amen. And I just want to invite all of you to come and hang out with your pastor. Sometimes, the only time some of you see me is Sunday morning. Sometimes it's just good just to hang out, get some chicken wings, some popcorn. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. So please mark your calendar on January the 20th, uh, right after our prayer worship experience. Then we'll go next door. We are blessed with a good movie theater. And thank God for Sister Barbara and the rest of the team. They have a good movie plan for us. Christianity is not just to go to heaven. While you are still here, God promised you life, abundant life. So come out and let's just enjoy ourselves. I'd love to see all of the pastors and all of our deacons, all deaconesses, ministry leaders, everybody just walk, 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 walk. Sometimes just good to chill. All the members, and feel free to invite your friends. They don't have to be members of this church. It's all about having fun. And if there's one thing that I've noticed in this town, Forgive me, don't mean to be negative. There's not too many things to do. So, God is raising some churches up. Your church is one of them. To just bring some fun. In a dry land, you have to make it wet. So, let's use what we got. And let's have fun. Also, I believe it's the 28th. We're going to have what we call leadership workshop. So all ministry leaders are required to be there. This is where we share with one another where we are going for the year so that we are all running the same direction. Wouldn't it be strange if you are head of a department or head of an auxiliary and the whole church is going this direction and you go in that direction. Now, that would not make you look too bright. <laughs> and everybody can see you. 
it's like people, the other day I was upstairs with a bunch of church folks and we are doing land dancing. And bless God, I decided to dance. Yes, indeed. I'm going to enjoy myself while I'm here. Amen. If you just want to work, 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 and leave everything, your children will spend it. But I told them I'm going to spend mine. Yes. I said, yeah. I will enjoy myself while I'm here. I leave them something. But not as much as they're thinking. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> well, praise God, I was up there trying to dance, you know. But I noticed one thing that when everybody goes this way, my leg is going that way. I was really embarrassed. And thank God one of the sisters, uh, the wife of Brother Orlando, and so... She literally had to hold my hand and say, move this way and move that way. Go backward. I say, oh, Lord. I feel like a five-year-old. So it's always good to be in a workshop where everybody learn. The Bible called leaders. Our job is to blow the trumpet. And that's how we win wars. So you blow the trumpet and the trumpet signal where everybody is moving. The same thing in sport. The coach will call the play. And everybody know where to run. But if you don't listen or you didn't show up at the hurdle, you'll be running the wrong direction. And it's not pretty. So all of our leaders, department head, or just any member that wants to know where we are going, what we are doing, just show up, and we will appreciate all of you. And we will feed you, and we will treat you with honor. I told my assistant that we don't always get a chance to to sit down and eat or have fun with our leaders anyway. So don't worry about the cost. Treat them like kings and coins. That was the exact instruction. Amen. And you deserve the very best. All minds clear? If you have your Bible with you, Will you please stand with me in reference to the word of God? Thank God for all the praise report. I am keeping up with those of you that have registered and to get married this year. Believe me, I'm keeping track of things. And also, we're going to be celebrating two pastors' anniversary this month, including that of my son in the Lord, Pastor Greg Tinney, another pastor in the camp who has claimed me to be his father in the Lord. So we're going to have a great time in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Open your Bible to the book of Jeremiah. 
chapter 33, verse number 3. Very easy to remember. 333. One for the Father, one for the Son, and one for the Holy Ghost. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse number 3. Uh, the Bible said, Call upon me. That means you have to make a call. <laughs> Amen. Call upon me. And if you make the call, God said, I will answer. See? Not everybody can make you that commitment. Sometimes some people call you. And thank God for caller ID. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you look at it, you say, ah. That's Julio. Not today. Click. But here you see Almighty God making you a promise. If you call, he will answer. Thank God for that. I can shout on that all day. He said, if you call, I will answer. And then he goes further. He said, I will show you great and mighty things which you've never seen before. I don't know about you. If that don't touch your spirit, man, something is wrong. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we are grateful for this beautiful day. This is the day the Lord has made it. We have every reason to rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, we thank you for a beautiful day. Thank you for life. We went to bed last night. We got up this morning because you, God, sustain us. We say thank you. Thank you for our health and our strength. Thank you for our family. Thank you for our loved ones. Thank you for our children. Lord, we thank you for our job. Thank you for our businesses. If we have a thousand tongues, it's not enough to sing your praise. We just want to say thank you. Thank you for watching over us all night, all day. Your word said the angel of the Lord encamp around them that fear you. We say thank you. Somebody is here this morning in, in search of a savior. Somebody need a deliverance in their life this morning. Somebody is asking the question, is there a bomb in Gilead? Lord, I pray this morning that you will supply answers to every question in the house. Somebody is believing God for healing in their body. Somebody is believing God for the salvation of their loved ones. Have your way in this place. Holy Spirit, speak to us in a very special way this morning. 
We shall be careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name. And the church say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you on the subject titled, Pick Up the Phone. That's all I want to talk about. Pick up the telephone. Permit me to introduce you to this subject. The Lord speak to me in a very unique way. I am one of those pastors called out of season. It's by grace and mercy. I started my life trying to be something else. But God's grace and mercy found me. This sermon was given to me in the city of Houston, Texas. I was visiting with some of my children over there. And these young people, they have a habit. Every time I go visit one of them, they'll put me in a hotel. Sometimes I have no clue where I'm going. And bless God, I found myself downtown Houston at a hotel called Icon. Never been there in my life. It's very much like Hotel Bentley here. It's been there for a long, long time, and they renovated, and now it's blossoming. I remember I was on the seventh floor, and I have to take the elevator to, to get there. I'm not like Matt Wilson. I'm not going to walk. <laughs> Praise God. So I took the elevator, and I got to the seventh floor, and right there in the lobby of the elevator, I saw a telephone, the kind that I grew up with. So that caught my attention. It's a rotary phone, you know. So I didn't think those kind of phones still exist. So while my wife is trying to get into the hotel room, I said, no, I got to check this out. So I was darling, because I thought it's just a, a decoration. But I did not know that the phone is still alive. I was sure when I pick it up and I, and I hear a daft tone, I say, oh, Lord, only God knows who I've been calling. And that really got my attention that this kind of phone is still around. And while I was feeling sorry for dialing somebody's room that I don't know, the Holy Spirit speak to me, and he impressed upon my heart. He said, many times I call my people, but they don't answer. Now you see where this sermon originated from. So being a curious human being, I began to read more about telephones. And I found out 
1672, there's a brother by the name Robert Hooke who introduced the first telephone in the world. Now, what he discovered, ladies and gentlemen, is that sound can travel over a piece of string or wire if you have what we call a mouthpiece on both ends. You can pick any shred of wire or string and just connect it. And I remember as a little child, we do that in Africa. We don't have all the resources, but we will get can. And then we'll tie it with a string. And then we'll make Julio go stay way far up. And somebody will put his in his mouth, and the other one will put his in the ear. And we can talk. Sometimes we cuss each other, you know. Your mama. You say, I heard you now. I heard you now. And bless God, in my research, I also found out in 1876, a gentleman by the name of Alexander Graham Bell invented the first telephone in the world. So the other guy discovered the idea. But this gentleman invented the first telephone. And then it started out, if you recall, many of you have been living long enough to know the way the phone worked back then, you have to go through the switchboard. You call the switchboard, and the switchboard pull the plug and, and plug it somewhere and connect you. But if you watch the history of telephone, it evolved. By the time people like you and me show up, now we have rotary phone, the kind I saw at the hotel. And since then, there's been more involvement. From rotary phone, then we got into touch phone. And bless God, you, the invention began to evolve. Then we get into what we call mobile phone. Then we have car phone. Then we have cell phone. And some of you now have iPhone, smartphone. You can see how this invention progressed. I can stop there and preach because your life ought to be making progress. If you're still where you are 40, 50 years ago, you need somebody to lay hand on you. If you notice the purpose of the telephone overall, regardless of what kind you have, the purpose of a telephone is to communicate. Am I right about it? To transmit somebody's voice to another person or to connect people. So Basically, it don't matter what kind of phone you're dealing with, on one hand you will have a caller, on another hand you will have a receiver. 
and there's a connection between the two of them. So initially, when the telephone was invented, in my research, there was some problem. Because back then, they were dealing with issues like crosstalk. In other words, you're trying to talk to somebody, and somebody else is running their mouth. Also, there was some problem of stat, 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 statics. That's what I'm trying to say. And then, back then, because it was a new invention, you have to yell so that the other person can hear you. If you don't talk loud enough, you don't work. But if you notice over the years, technology has been improved to the point that when you're talking right now, you don't have to yell at nobody. You don't have to worry about somebody interrupting your call. We thank God for progress. Now you can make calls. Your call is clear. And you can do a lot of things on the phone right now. Back then it was just meant for you to talk to somebody else. But now you can play games on your phone. Am I right about it? You can even send emails on your phone. You can even do trading on your phone. I do that quite often. I don't have time to go to New York Stock Exchange right there on my phone. Every morning they will send me how the stock market is doing and I can decide. I want to buy more. I don't want that. I want to sell this right there on my phone. Also, ladies and gentlemen, you can FaceTime on your phone. You can voice text on your phone. And if you're going somewhere, you can Google map. Write you on that phone. Am I right about it? I don't know about you. I am amazed how much progress we have made on the telephone. And I'm taking the time to remind you I don't know how long you're going to live. My prayer is that you will live long. But every year ought to be a year of progress for you. If you receive that, say amen. amen. Ladies and gentlemen, notice that I told you when I was coming up, the only phone I know, you can only do one thing and one thing only. And that is to talk to somebody else. And in the phone that I grew up, you can only go like this. You cannot go like this. So God has been good to us. I thank God for all this progress. Back then, the phone that I was used to, there's no three-way call. There's no call waiting. You cannot do conference call back then. Can only pick it up, roll the dial, and talk and listen. I remember back then how we can play some old trick, you know. And that is that if you don't want to talk to somebody, like if if Pastor Tennis is trying to reach me and I don't want to talk to him, 
All I need to do is remove the phone off the hook. And they can call all day, all night. All they're going to get is a busy signal. Am I right about it? Ladies and gentlemen, you know how it goes. Some of you, you play the same game. People will come to you and say later on, I've been calling you all day. But your line was busy. Then you say to them, child, for real? <laughs> but, you, but you know, doggone well, that you are the one who chose not to talk to nobody. Please notice, ladies and gentlemen, the telephone is not just for you to talk to another human being. In the spirit world, you can also talk to God. And this is really where I'm going with this idea of pick up the telephone. With the telephone, you can make call, but you also can receive call. And many times in the spirit, God is trying to call you and me. But we refuse to receive the call. Here you hear in the text for today, Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3. God said, if you call, I will answer. Not only will I answer you, I will show you great and mighty things that you've never seen before. The problem, ladies and gentlemen, many of us profess to be Christian, but we never call God. I can close my book and go home. A lot of challenges that you and I are dealing with today is an obvious Result of our failure to stay in touch with God. One choir, they're called the New Jersey Mass Choir. They say there's never been any night or day that the Lord don't hear you when you pray. In that song, they say there is no time, there is no place that you can call God and he will not answer you. You can call him in the morning. You can call him at noon. You can call him at night time. They say you can call God anytime. Imagine how much time we spend gossiping. Do the math. How many time we, we spend on social media, and then compare that with how much time you spend trying to call on God. The New Jersey Mass Choir in their song says, no matter what the case may be, no matter what you're facing, what you're dealing with, God can fix it for you. All you have to do is to talk to God. Call God. And then over and over again in that song, they say, call him in the morning. 
If you are too busy in the morning, call him at noon. Call him at night time. He said you can call God anytime. Ladies and gentlemen, the question this morning, how often do you call God? Then they end that song and say, talk it over with Jesus. Talk it over with Jesus. Make the call. Talk it over with Jesus. Somebody has put it this way. Say, Jesus is on the main line. He said, call him up and tell him what you want. Isn't it sad, though, that we just go through life trying to fix our own problem? Another songwriter said, oh, what peace. We often forfeit. What needless pain we bear. All because we do not. That's the problem there. We don't. 24 hours every day is the blessing we have from God. But we don't find time to call on God. Ladies and gentlemen, not only can you call God, the amazing thing about the telephone is that God can call you. It's bad if you fail to call God, but it's terrible when God, out of his busy schedule, picked the phone to call you, but you don't answer. An example of that is found in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 3. You see a young man, and I'm so glad he's a young man because our young people are ministering today. Samuel was only 12 years old when God gave him a call. Never, never underestimate who God can call. Even while you are young, God wants to talk to you. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 4, God called Samuel... And the Bible says, Samuel answered. At 12-year-old, got a call from God, and he picked up the phone. Unfortunately, because he was young, and because there's nobody to guide him, he ran to the wrong person. He went to his daddy, who happened to be a preacher, he said, Dad, you just called me. Daddy said, no, I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. Here I can warn all of you who are parents. Sometimes God is trying to call your children. But you're the one in the way. Where they can go and learn more about God. Where they can go and distinct the voice of God from the voice of the world before they do crazy things to themselves. And they're coming to you. I'm hearing something, daddy, mama. And instead of you to help them to get clarity, 
you refuse to take them to church. You yourself will not even go to church. When you are supposed to be in the house of God, you are in the house of Mona. And then children are left to watch television all day and play on game machine all night. And then stay on social media, media all day. And then something crazy happened. And then you say, oh, Lord. Here is a parent of a 12-year-old. And that child is telling parent, I'm hearing somebody calling my name. And I stopped by to tell someone today, somebody is calling your name. The parents say, no, there ain't nothing to it. Go back to sleep. And then you see again in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse number 6, the Bible said, the Lord called Samuel again. That touched me. God in his grace and mercy will call you again and again. Only God knows how many times God's been calling some of you under the sound of my voice. And you keep on taking the phone off the hook. Ladies and gentlemen, this young man Again, answered, ran to his daddy. Daddy, you just call me. But because his parents don't even know what is going on, the parents said, no, I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. And don't come back here again. You're just having a dream. You're just having a nightmare. That's what happens when a parent don't even know God for themselves. You read the word of God again. The third time, 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 8. God called, the Bible says, God called the third time. Now there I started to repent because if I were God, I won't call you. If I call you one time, be really grateful if you hear my call one more time. Because I've got many people to talk to. Amen. I never will forget one time I, I was home in Africa and there's a, one of the elderly women there asked me for some help. And so we always help all of them will line up, you know, total strangers. Because they think America just prints money. They don't know we have to work for it. And bless God, so I, I gave her some money. And she told me, well, this is too small compared to the problem that I have. You see, I never ask you for anything again. I said, thank you so much. I was so grateful. You see, I never come back to to ask for anything, I say, you're the best person I've been looking for. Please don't come back. <laughs> Same thing with call. If I call you, 
and you won't pick up. There are a truckload of people. My phone is ringing 24 hours. Even people who are not even members. I'm not complaining, but my point to you is that when God calls you, you better pick up the phone. Just look at somebody next year and say, pick up the phone. That's all God asked me to tell you this morning. Pick up the phone. I wonder how many times God has been trying to call you. But you don't even recognize the voice of God. I believe God is trying to call you right now. I believe God is trying to call you to get through to you right now. I believe God is trying to reach you and me right now in this season, in this year. And the message of the Lord is for you and me to do what? Pick up the phone. God is trying to help you. Pick up the phone. God is trying to guide you. Pick up the phone. God is trying to help you to make the right choices in life. Pick up the phone. God is trying to help you make good decisions for your own self. Pick up the phone. God is trying to help you to avoid disasters in your life. Pick up the phone. Don't wait until something bad happens. Before you say, now it's time to talk to God. For many of us, the problem is that God cannot reach us because our line is busy. You know why the line is busy? Because you are on the line with somebody else, not God. When you're on social media all day, you're on the line all right, but not with God. Am I right about it? When you're dealing with a Snapchat, I have to ask some of my young people, what in the world is Snapchat? And they laughed at me and, and feel sorry for my ignorance. And they said, this is where we are all day. They said, Pastor, we love you. But we're not coming to church. But we love you. If you want to reach us, you want to talk to us, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. But you need to meet us in Snapchat. I said, what is Snapchat? Then they told me about TikTok. They said, that's where you're going to find us. Amen. I was teaching new members class this past week. And the young lady that, that introduced me to TikTok, they came in and said, and that young lady took the time. Her name is Naya. She took the time to educate me. She said, Pastor, all the young people love you. We talk about you all the time. But where you are on television, we don't watch TV. But if you want to talk to us, this is where we are. So I took the time. I said, educate me. So they teach me about Snapchat. They teach me about uh, Instagram. They teach me about TikTok. 
I call, God is my witness. The brother over there at media, so I say, figure out what it would take for me to be on TikTok. And sure enough, I invested thousands of dollars. Got me a, a very sharp camera. And Mr. Maurice Payne is, is right there, you can ask him. Came to my house, set up a studio. So I come tick and tack. Because I, I refuse to let young people go to hell. Amen, somebody. Amen. And thank God for our media staff. Now I'm on TikTok. They set up the account. They even give me a nickname. I say, what you say? <laughs> I say, then the first thing I did on TikTok, I say, hello world. Here I come with the gospel. So, thank God for our young people. We need to help them to know that when God calls, we, we have to pick up the phone. Amen, somebody. You cannot be busy with the right thing if you're busy with the wrong thing. God is trying to reach you and me. God is trying to communicate with you and me. You need to get up all those crazy lines, and allow God to talk to you. Tell somebody next to you again and say, pick up the phone. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, God wants to talk to you and me about something. And that something is far more important than a lot of things that we are messing with right now. God wants to talk to you about some of your own insecurities. God wants to talk to you about some of your choices that you're making in life. In my house, I don't like it when the phone is ringing and nobody will pick it up. Sometimes I will scream and say, pick up the phone! Because we just got tired of the phone just ringing and ringing and ringing and nobody will. And the Lord began to share with me, that's exactly how I feel. When the eyes of the Lord is going to and fro throughout the whole world, looking, he wants to hang out with you. He wants to talk with you. And over and over again, people refuse to pick up the phone. God wants to talk to you about any confusion you may be going through right now. God wants to talk to you about all the crazy friends that you're inviting to your life. God wants to talk to you about your purpose in life. Why is that important? Because when you don't know what you're supposed to do with your own life, then you really don't know who is supposed to be a part of your life. So when God calls you, you need to pick up the phone. When you're not clear about what you're supposed to do with your life, then you cannot be clear in making decisions as to who is supposed to be a part of it. 
we end up marrying the wrong person. We end up taking the wrong job. We end up developing bad behaviors simply because when God is trying to guide you, to lead you, to direct you, and he's calling you, you refuse to pick up the phone. When you don't know where you're going, you don't need to know, you will not be able to determine who is to ride with you. It is when you pick up the phone, when God calls, that he can lead you and guide you and show you how to walk and show you how to talk. When you don't hear from God, you will be hearing from men. When you don't hear from God, you will be in a room. You don't even know why you are there. You need to pick up the phone when God calls you. The reason some of you cannot say no to people because you haven't learned to say yes to God. Too many dramas. Too many calamities. All we need to do, allow God to talk to you. God is in the business of leading his children. And guess what? When you talk to him, he will show you. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will let you know your purpose on earth. And you know what I like about purpose that come from God? Purpose is an automatic eliminator. When you know your purpose, it eliminates all kinds of things in your life. When your purpose becomes clear to you, then decisions become easy in your life. If you see people, you find yourself right now struggling. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. What you need to do is pick up the phone. When God calls you, he will tell you your purpose. And true purpose not only reveals who you are, it reveals to you who you're not. That's why you need to pick up the phone when God calls. Purpose not only reveals to you what to do, it reveals to you what you're not supposed to do. People can fight you all day. When God tells you you are straight, you will never think you are gay. You need to pick up the phone when God calls you. It's getting mighty quiet in here. God will talk to you and show you your assignment on earth. He will show you your purpose on earth. And purpose will make you walk into a room and you will be able to come in with confidence. Why? Whether it's an interview, whether it's just a meeting, you will walk in with confidence because you know who you are. You know who you are. You know your assignment on earth. You know your purpose on earth. It don't matter how many people don't like you. 
What matters is you knowing the will of God for your life. And if you have a truckload of degrees, but you don't know your purpose, if you miss your purpose on earth, you have failed with all your degrees. How are you going to know your purpose? Pick up the phone when God calls you. He said, I have a plan for you. He said, that plan is good. That plan is to prosper you and give you an expected end. It don't matter how much money you have. If you don't know your purpose, you're a failure. It doesn't matter how much connection you have. If you don't know your purpose, you're a failure. Ladies and gentlemen, it don't matter how many titles behind your name. The most important thing you can have is know your purpose. And how are you going to know your purpose without God? So that's when, when he calls you, you ought to answer. You ought to pick up the phone. If you got money, but you don't know your purpose, soon and very soon, all your money will be gone. You need God to guide you. Ladies and gentlemen, getting married will not fix it. Are you listening to me? Finding you a good job will not fix what I'm talking about today. Making sure you got a man will not solve your problem. Making sure you got a, a woman, it will not fix your situation. What will help all of us today, you got to pick up the phone when God calls. Getting on drugs will not help you. Becoming gay or lesbian will not help you. Just getting drugged is not going to help you. The only thing that will help all of us here today, I was talking with God. I said, call my people. Put them on your calling list. Too many drama, too many challenges all over the city. I can't even keep up. They called them. And the Lord said, now you go and tell them when I call. Tell them to pick up the phone. Ladies and gentlemen, what's the message? You can only find true fulfillment when you find your purpose. And you can only find your purpose when you allow God to call you and, and you pick up the phone. And something else I will say before I let you go. Not only do you have to pick up the phone when God calls, stay on the line. Are you all still here? Because some of you, when you pick up the phone, you are so nervous and so fidgety, you want to get off the phone quick. Where are you going? Somebody is trying to tell you how to walk. Somebody is trying to tell you how to talk. Somebody is trying to give you purpose for living. And you want to get off the phone. Stay on the line. 
God wants to tell you about your true identity. Too many people are messing up because they don't even know who you are. Now, a man wants to say, I'm a woman. That's an identity crisis. Now, a woman wants to say, I'm a man. Even little kids. Tell your neighbor, stay on the phone. Because when you stay on the phone, guess what will happen? You will discover who your you really are. You will discover your true identity. You don't need to wait for the TV to tell you. You don't need to wait on the Hollywood to tell you. You don't need to wait on anybody to tell you. If you stay on the phone, if you pick up the phone and you stay on the phone, God will tell you you are the head and not the tail. God will tell you you are above and not beneath. God will tell you you are royal priesthood. God will tell you you are chosen nation. God will tell you you are peculiar. God will tell you you have been chosen. God will tell you he will lead you. He will bless you. He will tell you you are blessed coming in. You are blessed going out. You are blessed in the city. You are blessed in the field. God will talk to you. Stay on the phone. When you stay on the phone, he'll let you know you are the salt of this earth. He'll let you know you are the light of this earth. He'll let you know no weapon for no weapon form against you, shepherds. Tell your neighbor, stay on the phone. Tell him again, stay on the phone. God will let you know you are anointed. God will let you know you are appointed. God will let you know you are destined for big success. Ladies and gentlemen, my message to you right now is I don't care how young you are. Samuel was only 12 years old. Children, are you listening to me? You are an asset in the kingdom of God. And God wants to talk to you. God wants to direct you. God wants to mold you and shape you. God will let you know a thousand may fall. Ten thousand by your right. But as for you, you only see it, it won't touch you. So I say this in conclusion. When you know who you are, when you talk to God and you pick the phone to talk to him and you stay on the line, then when anybody else is trying to get on the line, because of who you are, because you know your true identity, then you can tell that, that I'm looking for Christian work. You tell that person, get off my line. I'll tell people, follow me as I follow Christ. God will give you incredible boldness. Because you know who you are. You've talked to God. And when anybody asks, the voice of the enemy is trying to get on your line. You can tell them, get out of my line. And no matter what happens, you will live in triumph. 
even when you find yourself in the dens, in the lion's den, you can say to the world, I'm coming out. Am I right about it? Even when you find yourself in a fairy furnace, you can say with confidence, this too shall pass. Even when a giant, you're faced with a giant of life, you can say with confidence, my God will bring me out. Even when you are traveling your life journey, you run to the Red Sea. You know God is with you. I want to pray with somebody today. Maybe you're here today, you say, Brother Pastor, I get it. Thank you for telling God to give me a call again. He's a God of a second chance. When he called me, I will answer. And you don't need the approval of any man. Amen. When God decides to call you, he don't seek the opinion of any man. Amen. And because he don't seek the opinion of any man, you don't need the opinion of anybody. Because they will tell you, oh, you're not supposed to do that. They will tell you, you're not even qualified. I never will forget when I came to this church. Many people would not even call me pastor. They say, he don't talk like a pastor. He don't walk like a pastor. Doesn't act like a pastor. But you know, you can tell all of them to go, uh, tell all of them to, 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 to get lost. Because if God call you, who cares what anybody thinks? Are you listening to me? You said I'm not qualified. You're right. I'm not qualified. I'm not trained for this. But if you don't like it, talk to my supervisor. You say, how? How can somebody come from another city, another country, from a little village? You're nobody. How are you going to be having all of this? And you're right, but favor and fair. Focus on what God called you. When he called you, answer. Pick up the phone. He said, not only will he answer you, he will show you ah, great and mighty things that you cannot even comprehend. You don't even know how it happened. On your job, you see yourself moving up and you don't even know how did I get here. David became a king from a shepherd boy. Joseph was in a jail. He walked out with an orange suit to become the prime minister of a nation. When God get ready to bless you, no devil. Are you listening to me? No devil can stop you. If God be for you. Well, everybody start. God to stop. I want to pray with somebody today. You say, yeah, that's me. 
I got dreams. I have visions. In my spirit, I know I'm destined for greatness. But I want to hear from God. I want God to call me. Like he called Samuel. I want him to give me a call. And I will pick the phone. I will pick up that phone. In my education, I pick up the phone. See, I was going to law school to practice law. I didn't know he sent me to law school to learn how to communicate the gospel. Pick up the phone when he calls you. If you're that man, if you're that woman, and you need direction, and you say, he, he's been with me. He brought me to where I am right now. But I want him to stay with me. I want him to guide me, to lead me. You're the one that God sent me to. I hear him loud and clear in our hotel. Houston, Texas. He said, many times I call my people. They won't pick up the phone. I cried. I felt sorry for myself. I began to wonder how many times he called me. And I missed the call. Because I was too busy. Too busy chasing the world. Too busy doing everything other than to listen to God. this morning 
It is simple and yet it is profound. Thank you for the assurance that you will call. Thank you, oh God, for the opportunity to talk to God. Lord, we repent of our sins. For so many times you call us and we miss the call. So many times we are supposed to talk to you. And we talk to everybody else but you. Lord, we pray for another chance. Forgive us, oh God, from the pulpit to the pew. Forgive us, oh God, for all the distractions. Lord, creating us a clean heart. We pray right now, oh God, that you will wipe the slate clean. This is a new day, a new season, a new year. Lord, we want to have a little talk with you. I pray, oh God, that you will give us the grace to hear from you. Somebody here is believing God for divine recovery. Lord, I pray this year will not pass without us fully recover everything the devil has stolen from us. Lord, I thank you. Thank you for the healing that is taking place right now. This year, we recover our health. This year, we recover our finances. This year, we recover our dignity. This year, we recover our peace of mind. This year, we recover our salvation, oh God. Whatever the devil meant for evil, Lord, I thank you for a turnaround. We will pick the phone. We'll make a covenant with you this morning. We will look out for your voice. And when you call, we're going to answer. Lord, I thank you that not only do you promise to answer us when we call, but you also promise to show us great and mighty things. I decree and declare mighty things in your life this year in the name of Jesus. I decree and I declare great things in your life, in my life this year. Let this year be a year of miracle. Let this year be a year of breakthrough. Eyes have not seen it. Ears have not heard it. It's not been conceived in the hearts of men. What you, God, has in stock for us, we receive right now. It is so. In Jesus' name. Open your mouth, shout amen. Come on now, open your mouth, shout amen. You see, there is an amen for men, there's an amen for crowd, but give God your loudest Amen. Thank you for being in church this morning. Thank you for your willingness to study the word of God with me. Heaven and earth will pass away. But the word of God will remain forever. 
thanks to all of our guests for being here. Please stop by the guest station in the lobby. We have a gift for you. This is our way of saying thank you. Please give me one minute so that I give you a quick update on some of our business. Again, I want to say thank you to those of you that have come to visit. And if you're looking for a church home, we invite you, please see the pastor after the benediction. I want to tell you a quick update about our digital board out there. Many of you may be seeing actions and you're wondering why this thing is taking so long. I don't want you to hear rumors. You need to have the facts. And I don't want to have the facts under the table. Everything should be up above bar. Uh, you all know that that project will cost us over 100000 And we have a contract with the company. And the contract is simple. We will pay half up front. And then when the work is completed, we'll pay the other half. That's, that was the contract. But first, they took forever to deliver. So, but we did not fight with them. We take it with Christian spirit. Eventually, when they show up, then they requested in the middle of the work for their full payment. All right? So, Thank God for our CFO. He quickly called Mr. Harrell Davis. He quickly called the matter to my attention. And what we decided is that we're going to stay by the contract. We're not going to pay them until the job is finished and until the board is lighted and working. Well, unfortunately, the company decided to stop working and they gave their subcontractor that is on the site, they gave him the instruction to stop all work and take down everything they have done and then bring it back to Texas. Now keep in mind the 50% we paid before is what was used to buy all those items. So we decided, and thanks to our CFO, Mr. Arrell Davis, thanks to our security team, Mr. Beaver. So what we decided to do, unfortunately, sometimes I'm, I am pastor, but sometimes I have some other, yeah. So what we decided to do is to call the police. And the police, member of your church, Mr. Mr. Beaver, and he brought some backup. And we say, if you touch anything here, you will be arrested. So we give them the option they can leave. Uh, but Mr. Beaver changed the option and said, no, you're going to leave. This is private property. So that's why the work got stopped. So then 
uh, because we refused to pay. So Mr. Harrell Davis, uh, upon instruction, went, spent days to talk to these people and they worked something out. I don't like them working on Sunday, but they are hungry to get their money. So we don't mean to insult you. Thank God for Ariel Davis. They were able to convince them that once they finish their work, we are not mom and pop operation. We don't play games. Once they finish the work, they will have their check. So, and that's why they came back. They just came back just last night. So now they're working Sunday morning. I don't like it, but that's, uh, that's what we're dealing with. They run into another problem, but again, that's their problem. When they finish, they finish one side of the board. They're only dealing with the last side. They have done that. When they finish the other side, they have to bring power from the building, from Deacon Jim Smith's building, the other one there, to the, to the board. They have to go underground. It's an underground. I don't know the English for it, but they were trying to run wire through it, and unfortunately, the wire don't go through. The line has been blocked up or something. I'm not a geologist, I don't know all these. But my position is that that's your problem. Uh, so I don't know how long it would take them to figure it out. So we do have a backup plan. I don't like it, but you need to know if they refuse to finish the work, the subcontractor who they sent here to do the work he is saying last year he installed 30 boards for the company. So he's not going to mess up his relationship with them. But he said, but if something fall out and the job is not completed, if we will give him a month or two, we can call him privately and he will come back on his own with a separate contract to finish the job. I don't like it because you're talking about weeks from now. So let's pray that we will we'll get through this. And my memory, my memory served me. What I get out of all of this is that we must be doing something right. When we were trying to build this building, we ran into exact same problem. The subcontractors were not paid by the general contractor, and all the subcontractors threatened to quit, and they put a lien on this building. Again, we have to shift from pastoring to legal work to untie all this, and eventually the church was completed and free and clear. So I'm confident in God that these two shall pass. So that's where we are. Thank you all for listening. God bless you.
Have a wonderful day. And now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, I pray that he will rest, rule, and abide with everyone from now on and forevermore. And the church say, God bless you. New members, please come forward. New believers, please come forward.